ear, nose, leg, hey, Chris. ankle. But yeah. Why are you listing body parts? Oh, well, you know how we're covering bat wing today? Yeah. Well, the bat wing is part of a bat. If I can figure out the next body part that will become a Batman spinoff, then we'll really be on to something. I don't think that's how it works. I think I got it. Bat interfemoral membrane. Isn't that just the wing? Well, it, uh... Welcome to Comic Book Keepers, where we talk about comic book characters, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Chris. And I'm Lance. And today we're talking about Batwing. Na 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 Batwing! Very good. This is actually the second Bat family member we've covered after the Red Hood episode that you and... Josh from 4Nerds by Nerds was on. And we had a super fun time with our what if because we got to use... Music from our friend Weston over at Arcane Anthems. So everyone go check out his music because he's awesome. And he made our theme song and all of his (laughs) stuff is free. So go follow him, Arcane Anthems. Very good. Nice little plug. So we're excited to talk about another Bat character. And this is actually one that I don't think many people know about. It's kind of he's more of a recent Bat character and and, uh, part of the Batman Incorporated storyline. And there's actually been two men that have held the title of Batwing. So we're going to talk about both of them. Yeah. And we're talking about a character that first showed up around 2011. So it's a character that I feel like we should know more about, but he hasn't been very prevalent in a lot of things. He shows up Mm -hmm. here and there. He's been in some animated things, but, and recently live action, which we'll talk about, but Mm. yeah, same thing. Like, feels very recent i knew almost nothing about him before we did this episode i feel like it's one of those characters we're definitely going to see more of in the future they just haven't really figured out a way to tap into him but the the live action thing should is is maybe like a a hint at like hey we're going to feature this character in some way later on right um but anyway so let's let's get into it lance batwing is a superhero appearing in dc comics batwing in particular was conceived by batman as his crime-fighting counterpart oversees the Batman of Africa. The first Batwing is David Zavimbe, a Congolese police officer created by writer Grant Morrison within the pages of Batman Incorporated prior to receiving his own self-titled series. Following later events within Batman Incorporated and Batwing, Zavimbe is replaced in the role by Luke Fox. Luke Fox is the son of Batman's close associate, Lucius Fox. Morgan Freeman. (laughs) Also known as Morgan Freeman. Uh, (laughs) And David Zavimbe was both the first in-continuity black Batman and one of the few characters headlining a series outside of the United States. Fox is also black and becomes the first in-continuity African-American Batman. The publication history is fairly brief because, like Lance said, it started in 2011. Batwing has appeared in Batman Incorporated, the title Batwing, and various Bat family titles since the solo series was canceled after DC's rebirth began. (laughs) 
Now let's dive into the origin. David Zavimbe grew up in the Democratic Republic of Congo, in the city of Tinasha. His parents died of HIV AIDS at a very early age, and he and his brother Isaac were taken from the orphanage and drafted as prodigy boy soldiers by a warlord General Keita. That is a brutal origin story. It's it's brutal, but I also really like that this is very rooted in actual real world problems. Yeah, this is in reality. Africa and and like boy soldiers and brainwashing and like if you're gonna have like a traumatic past for a Batman character like in Africa, this is this is it. Like this is the thing that's going to be like, how are you gonna have a character kind of come back from I read this and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, this is a redemption like role with this character. Yeah, it's Oh my gosh, there's so many layers to it. We'll get into it. When Keita gives them orders to torch the village of one of their enemies, the brothers refuse, not wanting to kill innocent women and children. Isaac fires his gun in front of the enemy's camp, and Isaac is attacked with the general's machete several times while David escaped. Later, David drugs General Keita and brings him to his enemy, vowing to never kill again. He makes his way to an orphanage for boy soldiers. So yeah, he does this act, says he's never going to kill again, and then makes his way to this. This So they call it an orphanage for boy soldiers. So it's essentially a location where those that were forced into this regime of a military service, quote unquote, honestly, like slavery, they were yeah, slave kind of soldiers. Brainwashing, yeah. Yeah, and there's these orphanages that these individuals could go to and just to get out of that life in order to try and I don't exactly what this book kind of talks about. You don't really get past it, but you you try to do something with your life afterwards. It's about like dealing yeah. with what you had to do and what was forced upon you and yeah. And so so his brother supposedly dead you know he, he's got this traumatic past he's got he's got to overcome this brainwashing he becomes a police officer and kind of vows to fight crime but also corruption within the uh tanasha uh police system because it's very corrupt yeah it's very prevalent and and he's and he has this past of like i am not gonna be part of this i'm gonna do good and that that's what makes him a ideal candidate when uh, Batman is looking for candidates for international members. Yeah. As, and as far as like prowess for, for fighting, he and his brother took out an entire regime when they were trying to take women and children after, yeah. after they took over a village, they didn't let them do it. And they literally beat down the entire squadron. Switching gears to Luke, we're going to kind of go back and forth here with the two different bat wings. So I like this. It, because there's two wings on a bat, Chris. <laughs> yes, that's going left and right, left and right. All right, so Luke Fox was actually Batman's first choice for the Batwing mantle, but wasn't chosen until later. So Luke and his family lift off his father Lucius's wealth, who worked under Bruce Wayne as the CEO and president of Wayne Enterprises. Luke showed himself to be highly intelligent, just like his father, and went off to MIT after graduating from high school and gained degrees in engineering and business. However... Luke wanted to become a member of the Batman's family so bad and specifically started doing MMA and cage finding and boxing to get the Dark Knight's attention. Eventually, this kind of worked and he became the second man 
to use the mantle of Batwing. Now, he didn't tell his father, at least not right away, but he uh, kind of lied about his whereabouts and, you know, his family get like, what happened to you? And he's like, uh, it's my boxing match, you know, and his father was like, you got to do something with your life. You, you're brilliant. You should come work at Wayne with me. And he's like, no, I want to I want to I want to fight and stuff. So I love that it Luke Luke's story includes his whole family. He's got two sisters and a brother and it's him and his mom and his dad. And you kind of know his dad from previous appearances and stuff like that. So it's a really interesting uh, dynamic with with this version of Batwing for sure. Yeah. And that makes for an interesting conversation between Bruce and Lucius. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, awkward a little bit awkward yeah so and one last thing so instead of focusing efforts only in africa with this version of batwing batman said that he wants batwing to stay more international so at that point he's like hey i i don't want you just be the africa batwing and then luke says oh is it because i'm black and batman says funny <laughs> oh jeez. Uh he's like no. He's like, Bat- Batman knows. So but he's like I want you to be one of the international agents. So he he's not going to focus that. Now that being said, in the storyline he he mo- mostly kind of sticks around Gotham, but because that's where his roots are, but uh he does have some international dealings and one of his first missions is actually going back to Africa and dealing with some of the problems there that the first Batwing still had to kind of wrap up. Names and aliases for David Zavimbe are the Batman of Africa and Dr. Desmond Zavimbe. And Luke's aliases are known as Flying Fox and Duke Turner. So for powers and abilities, they are both master martial artists. It seems that David's mastery has just been through uh, just brutal learning, like hard knocks through training, whereas Luke's tend to be more of like high-end training from trainers in in MMA gyms and probably boxing, boxing. coaches. And, so, and also Batman, eventually. Exactly. But both of them learned how to fight differently, but both very strong fighters. And, of course, the bat suit. So uh, they have flight via the suit's wings, and they have an arsenal of weapons and high-tech gadgets. And, and they actually are both skilled detectives. Yeah. Now, David obviously has the police detective training. Um, plus, plus, I think because a lot of his storylines take place in Africa and, and, and the uh, Republic of Congo, it's, it's almost like a, a knowledge of the corruption and the, and the crime within that country and, and the city that he has a sort of insight to, whereas Luke doesn't really know that. And uh, he has to kind of figure out that like kind of trial by fire a little bit. Like he, he is, He's grew up rich and he doesn't really know a lot of that, but he just really is excited. So it's, it's a completely different uh, backstory. As far as the suits, there's two different things that are kind of interesting. The, the Zavimbe Batwing is more of an exoskeleton suit and it enhances, you know, strength and speed. And it, it obviously has the wings as, as, and it's kind of like a more silver chrome kind yeah. of design the bat ears on the side and it kind of leaves the top of the head open with uh, Luke's suit. It actually is almost like a complete uh, cowl and, and the face plate uh, covers his mouth and everything. So it's very like black Panther esque design, but it's, it's all black with this kind of glowing 
blue bat symbol. It's really cool. Yeah. Like the yeah. bat wing design is pretty awesome. And and then they uh, in the new bat suit that Luke um, is given, it also has it. Bruce is kind of talking to Alfred about it in one of the panels. You know, he's like and it can like uh, administer if, if there's a broken bone that the suit will actually administer painkillers and like <laughs> bind the arm and everything like that. So it's kind of like self healing regeneration within the suit, which is pretty cool. You just so feel he's like crap when you get out of it. Yeah. He's obviously kind of jealous. He's like, whoever gets this is going to be really good. And so yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's an, a more advanced tech suit, which kind of goes with, well with Luke being a very techie engineering kind of guy. Right. And David's, I just want to say one more thing about David's cowl. It's a lot more like Nightwing esque, just added mm. the ears. Yeah. It just goes over the eyes and then you have the ears, which I don't know how effective <laughs> that would be in combat. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's interesting because like the, I didn't read as much of David's storyline, but he he seemed to be not as convinced about the symbol like Batman's like, no, it, the symbol means something. And and at the end of his storyline, when when it switches over to Luke, he's kind of like it kind of just didn't mean as the same thing in Africa. Like it didn't mean the same thing as it might in other countries. And um, and then with Luke, with he, when he gets it, it sort of becomes this this other this other version of, of what Batman stands for. Yeah. What, when Batman was talking to David, cause same, the same point, like you just brought up like the symbol aspect of it. And Batman was trying to teach David that he needed to create this like mythos of, of the character of the bat wing in this area to like strike fear and use that as a tool. But he pushed very hard that it's not the suit that is your power. It is you, you are the weapon because when you aren't in the suit, you're essentially quote unquote naked. So you need yeah. to be the weapon, not the suit itself. David's affiliations include Batman Inc., Justice League International, and the Dead Heroes Club. Supporting characters are, of course, Batman, Kia Okuru, they, Kia Okuru, another detective from his police precinct, as well as his love interest, Matu Ba, who was the person that took him in at the orphanage and helped raise him and kind of mold him into the person he would become after his years of servitude. Sort of the, the Alfred. And, and of, of yeah, exactly. <laughs> he became his Alfred. We also have the kingdom, which is the African super team, including Thunderfall and Steelback. And I love that. I had no idea this was a thing and I love it. It's called the kingdom. And of course there's an African super team in DC continuity. That's, that's, that's dope. Yeah. It's, it's really cool in David's issues. They get into this and it is pretty awesome. Antagonists include massacre blood tiger and of other corrupted officers in the precinct for Luke. His affiliations include Batman Inc and justice league international. His family, Lucius Fox, Tanya Fox, his mom, Tam and Tiffany Fox, his sisters, and Timothy Fox, his brother. Of course, also Bat family members, Batman, Batgirl, who becomes a love interest for him, and they fight together and sort of become the tech couple, which I thought was really cute. You just have to have wing at the end of whatever the start is, yeah. and then you have a chance at dating Barbara at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you got Nightwing, Batwing. Of course, that was all reset, you know, at the end of the New 52 and Rebirth. And they were like, nope, they're, they're not together anymore. Uh, Robin, Nightwing, Cassandra Kane, 
uh, Azrael, Stephanie Brown, basically uh, everybody in the Bat family. Um, and then antagonists uh, that he's majorly faced off with include the Penguin, Joker's Daughter, Deacon Blackfire, League of Assassin, and my favorite was the one that he first went up against, which was called Lion Mane, which is a sort of centaur lion creature oh, that just completely dem- like was fighting him. It's just like, ah, <laughs> based in Africa. A crazy, crazy, like, where is this coming from? But yeah, it was, it was a super intense. Um, have two, to have two sets of rib cages. The uh, lots of ribs. Yeah. Lots oh, of rib cages. We've gone over the, about the characters. So let's dive into the archives. The original Batwing, David Zavimbe, was created by Grant Morrison and Chris Burnham. We, previously covered Grant Morrison in our Klaus episode, so be sure to go back and listen to that to listen about his le- legendary career because he's he's Grant Morrison. Chris Burnham moved to Chicago in 2002 to start work as a graphic designer. He went on to work on various titles for Marvel, Image, Boom Studios, Moonstone Books, and DC. In 2010, he created Officer Down with Joe Casey for Image Comics, which would later be adapted into a live-action film. In 2011, he joined Grant Morrison on the Batman Incorporated series, where the two would debut the original Batwing in issue 5. As an added note, while Chris Burnham designed Batwing, it was artist Yannick Paquette who first drew the character in the series. Because for some reason, uh, Burnham did like issues 1 through 4 and then took back over at 6. So as soon as they introduced David Zavimbe as Batwing, <laughs> he just wasn't there. So I don't know why that happened, but I wanted to include Paquette in here as being part of the first appearance of, yeah. of Batwing. Now, moving on to our second Batwing, Luke Fox was created by Jimmy Palmiotti, Justin Gray, and Eduardo Pansica. Jimmy Palmiotti began at Marvel Comics in 1991 as an inker for various titles, including The Punisher, Ghost Rider, and the Marvel 2099 line. This is just a fun fact that I wanted to include because I love Static. We've covered Static. Palmiotti actually was part of doing the cover of Static 1 alongside Dennis Cowan and Noel Giddings. That is shocking. But um, <laughs> Anytime pre- we have a Static reference, I gotta throw in a a shocking pun. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. His frequent collaboration of work with friend Joe Quesada led to the duo forming the publishing company Event Comics in 1994. They would co-create characters like Ash, a superpowered firefighter, and Painkiller Jane, a cop with healing abilities, among others. In 1998, their company Event Comics would land a crucial contract with Marvel to work on Black Panther, Punisher, Daredevil, and the Inhumans. Do you know what that line was going to be called, Chris? Uh, Marvel Knights. Yeah, I love Marvel Knights. Marvel <laughs> Knights is awesome. Uh-huh. So essentially, Marvel outsourced to Event Comics for them to find the people that would be working on these titles. And then Marvel obviously published this under the imprint of Marvel Knights. And in this series, especially in Black Panther, done by Christopher Priest and Mark, Mark Teixeira, which is legendary. Uh, and it had a lot of influence even on the Black Panther live action film, including yeah. the fact that it introduced the Dora Milaje. And interesting, even though it was Priest and Mar- and Teixeira that were working on that title, Priest actually came out and said that the 
he attributes the creation of the Dormelage to Palmiotti and Quesada. Palmiotti has gone on to write for Deadpool, The Punisher, Heroes for Hire, Hawkman, Superboy, Harley Quinn, and many, many more. Now, Justin Gray has a long-standing collaborative relationship with Palmiotti, with the two working on titles like Hawkman, Jonah Hex, Power Girl, 21 Down, Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters, and The Resistance. He has also worked on the comic adaptation of the video game series Prototype, as well as writing the screenplay for the Dead Space animated prequel film Dead Space Downfall. Hmm. And lastly, we have Eduardo Pansica, who entered the comic book industry in 2003. As of 2009, he has worked exclusively, from what I could tell, with DC Comics on series like Green Lanterns, Supergirl, Aquaman, Suicide Squad, and of course, Batwing. And his art is epic. It's so good. It's so good. I I am in awe of his, his line work. It's so crazy good. Now, this trio of creators joined forces to bring us Luke Fox and his version of Batwing in June of 2013 with Batwing issue 19. Now we'll get into the pull list. So you can tell that we've kind of split up the the two different Batwings. Uh, Lance took the uh, David Zavimbe storyline, which we'll talk about. And then I took the Luke Fox storyline. So let's, let's start with the original Batwing solo title. Tell us about that. How was it? It was so good. I, loved I read it. a little bit of it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. I strongly recommend everyone check this out. It is brutal. And... It was written by Judd Winnick and art is by Ben Oliver. It was part of the New 52 line. And I I would also suggest that in in addition to everyone checking out the first appearance of David, so that's going to be in in Batman Incorporated issue, his first appearance in Batman Incorporated issue five, as well as the New 52 did all of these zero issues that came out even after titles had been running. So check out the Batwing issue zero because it's it's great and introduces or it, it talks more about the the individuals that were a part of the orphanage that helped david after he got out of that service or servitude again i should say that and it is epic this this run so it's volume one is called the lost kingdom uh, it is written by judd winnick like i mentioned before so and he kind of pops up again because red hood episode last batman uh related character that we covered uh, because Judd is blah, 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 man. Judd Winnick is the person that gave us Jason Todd Red Hood. And now he is a part of this run for developing the history of another Batman character or Bat family character in Batwing. This series is brutal. It is not for the faint of heart. There are decapitations. There is sev- like pretty intense violence. I was surprised that they got away with including some of the stuff they did in here. Yeah, there's some like beheadings and like like some real, real dark kind of stuff. Yeah, it is brutal. And this first arc kind of revolves around uh, the corrupt police police force as well as the introduction of the villain massacre and oh boy does this dude introduce himself with a bang uh i won't get into too much too many of the spoilers for this character but let's just say he is a worthy adversary to batwing 
and he is not afraid to mow down anyone that gets in his way. What I found out, you know, kept reading and and uh, just finding out more and more about Massacre. It's like, ooh, ugh. Um, it, it, good. It, I, I like that they had a complete kind of storyline for him and a, a good like um, worthy villain for him to fight because uh, it's it's it, yeah this guy's this guy's pretty brutal and I like the storytelling of it too because it's not just linear it's like they start off his whole thing with issue one with him fighting it and then they go into the flashback of him how he kind of grew into the role and everything and and they kind of keep coming back to Masker and some of the stuff that he's doing so it, the storytelling was was really well done it's it's I, again, I strongly suggest reading the series. All right. We, I covered David. So what's your reading recommendation for Luke? OK, well, there is a collected edition of the Luke Fox Batman called or, sorry. There is a collected edition called Batwing Luke Fox, which is basically a collection of Batwing number 19 through 34. This will cover the ending of Zavimbe giving up his mantle and sort of quickly wraps up his storyline there. I've seen some comments and some reviews of this where they feel like Zivembe's sort of tenure gets wrapped up a little too quickly. They're like, Hey, let's just tie up a bunch of loose ends. And, and I get where they're coming from, but I mean, maybe they have plans for him later. Or maybe they're just like, Hey, we need to, we're going to take this on. So they, they spend like an issue kind of wrapping up his storyline and then they quickly get into Luke Fox and Batman's like, all right, I, I respect, you know, David's choice for this. But now we're going to get into this this new character uh, right away. So I like that they they spend some time in the first couple of issues really showing how Luke comes into his own in Batwing and fails several times like he is as as privileged as he comes from in this family. He makes a lot of mistakes and uh, there's even one part where he's like in the sewers and he's like taking off his suit and some homeless guy's like, that's my home. And he's like, ah, he's like doing this kind of like walk of shame, like a failed superhero. And and um, yeah, and it's 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 just kind of funny, like as he is, as you think he would have all all the things he needs. And Batman's like, yeah, I know. I know what's up. He's like, you watching me is like, I'm always watching you. <laughs> so he he's he, Batman's almost like. He's like, I need you to have a a moment of failure. I need you to kind of know what you're fighting for. And he's kind of waiting for that. And sure enough, in you know the first couple of issues, like his his family home gets gets beset upon by this uh, this organization that he fights in Africa. And they find him and they like start um, they're basically after his dad because they know his dad is a is a you know super genius and he's CEO of, of Wayne Enterprises. And he's like, oh, they're not after me. They're after my dad. And then he has to go find his dad and try to rescue him and everything like that while trying to keep his identity a secret. So it starts off really good and and it just kind of keeps the momentum and gets gets going there. The future storylines and as it gets further into other issues, there's a whole thing where he, uh, you know, investigates Arkham Asylum things. There's the whole stuff with Batgirl. Um, I didn't get too far into it. I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't read the entire arc um, with the time we had, but for what I read was really, was really good. It felt different. It felt like a different kind of detective story. You have appearances from other bat family characters um, to keep you kind of interested in like, who's going to show up. 
Um, and so I, I really liked it. Um, it. It's it's different. It's a different kind of Batman. And it almost feels in some ways, you know, like like how I felt when I watched Batman Beyond, how it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this feels familiar, but yet it's its own kind of thing, but it's using the bat mantle as as a as sort of just a jumping point. But it's definitely not Batman like this is a this is a new character. It's not really a detective. He's kind of struggling to f- find his way. He's he's a fighter and he's really excited, but he can't just fight his way out of everything. So it's definitely kind of an interesting take um, uh, on on. It's different from Nightwing. It's different from Batgirl, you know, uh, but he's he's a engineer like he's he he likes to modify the suit. He likes to uh, do that. And he kind of does that throughout the series, which is pretty neat. I like the idea of Bruce just being like Luke. You gotta get better at this. Yeah. Not be just just for the fact that if you die, your father will never make anything for me ever again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing. Like Lucius Fox makes the suit. He knows Bruce is Batman, um, and then he has this new suit, and he's like, "I'm gonna give it to his son," but his he's not gonna know that it's for his son. <laughs> his son is this new character. So that's kind of fun. And um, my random fact for this episode is that there's a great panel where uh, Batman says, oh, you need to go into the bunker, the bat bunker number three. I guess there's multiple. And he goes into this and he's and he's like, oh, this is going to be so cool. And he sees all of these like pieces of suits and vehicles and things that are kind of hanging in different uh, bits of like construction. And there's clearly a batman beyond suit that's in in the making uh in like the kind of the far right panel and they don't really say anything about it but it's it's like oh uh, oh i'm like leonardo dicaprio and i'm just like pointing at the screen like Uh that's (laughs) i know what that is uh it's super dope i i think i went into this episode because i again didn't know anything about this character but i went in a little bit kind of hesitant because I always saw Batwing as being this character that they was essentially this time frames version of Batman Beyond because you have the higher tech suit, the f- like flight in the suit itself. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I was happy to find out is a very different sort of character that it seems more now that you mentioned like seeing the Batman Beyond suit over on the side. I think this is like a stepping stone to get to what the Batman Beyond suit will, will be eventually. And I like that idea more than them wanting to include a Batman Beyond style character, but in the same time time frame as Bruce. Yeah. In the Zavimbe Batwing issues, there's some pretty brutal violence. There, there's some pretty intense stuff later on, and I don't want to give it away, but like... Give it away? He Give it away now? <laughs> well, he has to... You know, he starts off very lighthearted and he's kind of very excited. But like there's some tragedy that strikes in his life, uh, people that are close to him. And, you know, as with a lot of heroes being in this life, you know, brings in kind of calls in uh, forces that want to work against him. And so he uh, he he has to kind of figure out ways to deal with that and and uh, and sort of decide, like, do I want to do I want to keep doing this? And, and um, as he continues to evolve as Batwing as a hero, you know, he has to make these tough choices. So, uh, and, and by the way, I've said it before, his suit design is I'm just looking at some of the panels right now. It's so cool. And it kind yeah. of continues to evolve and it's just, 
It's really awesome. I, and I love some of the panel work. There's a lot of panels every once in a while where, where it just kind of opens up and it shows like, you know, hundreds of soldiers of Anubis, who's one of the villains that he fights and they're just all looking down on him. It's kind of tilted like the old Batman show. And, and it's like they do some really cool stuff with the fight scenes because he's flying all over the place and he, he can kind of retract his wings, but then he can kind of do a bunch of martial arts fighting. And he's then the fighting style is different than like a Batman fighting style where it's like brawler and he's beefier. And Luke is very like lithe. And then all of a sudden he'll be like doing a backflip in one panel. And then all of a sudden he'll like have his wings out and he'll be flying in, you know, from point to point and then he'll kind of switch and do some more stuff with his wings. So it's, it's definitely kind of cool to see like the fighting style is different with each one of these characters. You know, you have a Nightwing who's very acrobatic and he's bouncing off and he's fighting with the sticks. This is a different kind of fighter, which, which I like that they kind of take that care. And uh, he fights some pretty crazy villains too. Yeah. If every single bat family member fought the same way, it would be very boring. Yeah. We've gone through the fun facts now, so let's dive into adaptations. Like we mentioned before, there aren't a ton of adaptations that include Luke or David. None, none with David that I'm aware none of. None with David, yeah. Uh, which I think, I think there needs to be a Batwing film just about David and Massacre. Mm. I yeah. think, I think showing that storyline would be in, an incredible viewing experience, especially. I think, with I think that would be animation. a good good thing for them to do is with their animated stuff, like the more yes. adult animated uh, movies, just having a Batwing animated movie and, and taking the Zavimbe character um, with, with massacre is it's just, that's, that's like perfect yeah. one shot movie fodder, you know, for, for DC animation, They'll make that happen. Yeah, <laughs> like let's do get that. a lot of projects. That's, that's uh, I want to see that. But surprisingly, we actually have already had a live action Luke Fox Batwing. And it, it's within that CW Arrowverse style show. He showed up in Batwoman, that TV series, and he was played by Camus Johnson. I have not watched Batwoman, and but I have seen the suit. I dig the design of the suit. Not a fan of the helmet. It, it looks mm. like a bobblehead in the second season when it's a different Batwoman than the first season. Uh, he is basically, you know, he's introduced in the second season as Luke Fox. And then at the very end takes up the mantle of Batwing. So we assume if there's going to be a third season of Batwoman, I'm not sure, uh, then we might see some more Batwing action in the Batwoman show. So that's kind of interesting. I, th- I think I think Batwoman got canceled. Yeah, so we probably won't see that, but (laughs) maybe in something else. Uh, He was also featured in a movie called Batman Bad Blood, uh, which is an animated film from DC Animation. He was voiced by Gaius Charles, and briefly he was seen in Justice League Dark Apocalypse Wars, and he was one of the heroes battling Darkseid's parademons. Nice. Just a little cameo. Just a little. Yeah, he's not in there much with that one, but it's a nice little accent piece on there. Yeah. Love it. I think it's time. It's time for what, what each issue we do what nerds do best. We share our fever dream concepts for the comics that we love. And this week we thought it would be fun since Batwing's suit is so tech heavy and the character uses a lot of different gadgets that we would want to develop our own gadget that we would like to see Batwing use in the future. Chris, do you want to go first or second? 
I'll go first because mine's kind of lame. I I I, oh, I kind of was like I went with one that was like, okay, yeah, I this is probably a thing. So I went with the very obvious echolocation radar tech, which is in if they're in a uh, completely dark, pitch black environment, they can kind of turn on something which taps into the cerebral cortex. I'm using a bunch of big words here, so it makes me sound smart. It taps into the person that's wearing the cowl and kind of gives them echolocation so they can see where all the people are and where objects are. And specifically for Batwing, you know, with the wings, he can like turn that on and like fly in the dark and everything. He would have the glowing eyes and the glowing symbol turn off so he can be like stealth mode, you know, and and I thought that would be kind of cool. Now, he he does later on in the comics have have a sort of pseudo invisibility. It's it's kind of it, it, like it's sort of a reflection where he becomes invisible. So like if that turns on plus echolocation, he's completely invisible and even people in the that can see in the dark can't see him. So I, I just I was like, that makes for a super stealth Batman. Nice. I thought you were going to say Bat Radar. We're going to have a Morbius. Uh, moment. No, I'm not. I'm not going to bring up uh, Morbin time. <laughs> we're not talking about Bat it's, Radar. It's never Morbin time ever again. <laughs> All right. Don't make me do it. Don't make me talk about it. Lance. <laughs> I don't want to cover a Morbius too. <laughs> oh, all right. Well. It, my choice is very basic, I would say, but I think it could be used in interesting ways. Now, we know that Batman has used voice modulation before to make his voice not sound like Bruce Wayne when you don't want to have to guzzle down tea all the time by making sure. your voice sound like gravel. But I thought it would be interesting if Batman would be able to throw his voice. So when he goes into a scene where people might not have even seen him yet, but you know how Batman is. He always likes to have his conversations with his uh, villains. But if he could throw his voice to sound like he was in front of the character or throw it around the room, like he was moving really quick, but then just be right behind the person. It's, it's a very intimidation tactic. It's very Batman. Because you never know where he's going to be, but this would just be one of those added abilities that would make it all the more scary for for those he would go up against because they would literally have zero clue where he was at at any point in time. Yeah. I like that. I, I think that's pretty cool. And and just throwing off the it's kind of goes off the auditory stuff again, yeah. where mm-hmm. where it's it's like they have no perception of where they are coming from and and using the shadows and like you hear a sound he's talking over here and he's talking over there and i think that's pretty dope it's interesting that we both pick like sound based right i actually kind of thought of another one as we were talking about this because this came out in you know the 2000 early 2010s but you know with all of the stuff with ai and like vr and stuff coming out with vr goggles and i i can see luke coming up with something that taps into a uh, a VR like hologram mm. version, kind of like how if you played the Spider-Man or Miles Morales game, how there's these little like uh, VR, you know, AR like uh, versions, like holograms that pop up, like he can throw something down and it goes and it kind of brings up a little hologram version of him. Um, so I could see him doing like, it's almost like, uh, invoke duplicity from from D and D where it's like, Hey, you have a little, you know, a virtual Batman, but like two copies come up and, and, and the villain doesn't know 
which one is him. It's it's very much what like Mysterio does, but used by a hero. And this and this would be the hero that would do it. Like he's embracing the technology and he's kind of doing it. I feel like Bruce Wayne would or Bruce Wayne Batman would find that a little chintzy. He's like, I'm I'm not gonna do that. But like Batwing would totally do this. Like like Luke Fox would be like, Yeah, I'm I'm doing this thing. I'm gonna spend millions of dollars on this one <laughs> little hologram projector and throw throw people off by making them think I'm over there, but I'm going to get behind him with my invisibility and go, bam. I want to add something to what yeah. you just created. Okay. So okay. I like the idea of people trying to interact with that hologram, right? But I also like the idea that if there is an ally of Batwing in that area, that he could basically cover that individual with the hologram to make it look like, so the individual is not expecting to be hit from both like a hologram, right? And Batman, but they don't know which one's which, but they will go into the fight, assuming one of them is not real. But if the hologram could be projected onto another person and they're just getting pummeled by two bat wings (laughs) in in a fight, that Uh would be so cool. But I just like the idea of, them punching through the hologram a few times and being like, oh, this one isn't real. And then just getting walloped from both directions. <laughs> just, being like, uh-oh. I thought this one wasn't real. And then the hologram yeah. fades and it's like, Night it's, Night, it's Nightwing <laughs> yeah. or yeah, Barbara. Yeah. or Like right. it could be one of the other Bat family members. I think that would be really fun. Alfred in a suit. <laughs> just like Alfred a throws lamb. down. Alfred in a mech suit. Pennyworth. Jim Gordon's his bat suit. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I mean, the tech, Tech is fun, and and sometimes just the little like handheld gadgets is one thing, and I I, I think that Luke really embraces all of the like let's do the crazy stuff um, with his suit. Um, so that's that's fun. I hope we see more Batwing. I I, I, I really want to see more of this character and Luke Fox or even David Zimbe. I mean, like if he comes back in some way because he he kind of left on like a I'm gonna do what I need to do kind of thing, and maybe he'll join the kingdom maybe he'll join this african super team so we'll, we'll see yeah i'm i'm pretty bummed because his run didn't even last two years because it, yeah. it dropped in 2011 he was done in 2013 but i really like that idea of making that story like an animated movie I yes that oh. would just be a great one shot i'm sold on that i will watch that as soon as it comes out please make it dc <laughs> make it happen uh <laughs> james gunn <laughs> oh my gosh a it's- james gunn version of massacre oh my oh. gosh crazy oh it just got better (laughs) (laughs) well it's time to close the book on batwing so until next time this is chris and this is lance reminding you to keep your friends close but your comic books closer